0: Pick Six podcast, CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. As far as I know, the only daily NFL-only podcast in the entire world. Don't tell me if I'm wrong. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of this show. Excited to be here. It is 4th of July week, which means it's time for off-season tropes, like rankings, not rush scores, uh, things of that nature, but we are excited for these rankings because, frankly, I think... You know, we're going to do quarterbacks
1: today. Danny Cannell joining me. Danny, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I am fantastic before we really dive into this, oh I just want to congratulate you. I didn't know that you were big into politics and having laws changed, and I'm sure <laughs> we talked about this, but you single handedly having the scooter law scooters banned in the city of Nashville might be your greatest accomplishment of your entire life. So I just want to congratulate you on that and thank you for taking that fall and it didn't come easily. There was a lot of pain involved, but you got something done. That I think was a necessity, and Nashville thanks you as a city for well, it. Well,
0: thank you, Danny. I like to—I like to consider myself a, a public
1: servant. I—I I gotta tell you this. You know, I got
0: stitches above my eye for it, and, and looked like a fool, and had to deal with that. The real problem has been that I when I fell, I landed on my wrist, and I didn't think it was gonna be a big deal at first. It's been affecting my golf game. Like I—I I, can't—I can't generate any power. Uh, on my follow through on I'm basically having to give up golf for the next two months to let it heal completely um, before I go to you know, do fantasy drafts in Pinehurst. So that's kind of a nightmare for me right now. I shot I, I didn't even break a 100 the last time I played because I had I, I shot like a 58 on the back nine or something ridiculous. Uh, if I pay if I played it, Page like you did, I'd, I'd shoot a 150. And I mean, like I've been breaking I break 90 regularly. I'm not like a great golfer, but I mean, it's, I just have zero power in my left wrist. It's a total freaking nightmare.
1: <laughs> that's not good. That's not We got to get that thing better. But you can ask for more strokes. So you can always use that.
0: That's that's a very good point. Um. So so we're doing quarterbacks, and I. What I found fascinating. We're doing our top ten quarterbacks, and the criteria here is that you want. We're picking quarterbacks based on what we want for 2019. So it's not three to five years down the road. Ten years down the road. It's not you're drafting a franchise, and you're you get to put whoever you want around them. This is you are picking. I don't want to say it's like your MVP rankings or anything like that, but it's like, who do you want for 2019? And what blew me away, Danny, I don't know how you feel about this, but the depth at this position is staggering. I don't think that we've ever seen it as quarterback in the NFL as deep as it is in
1: 2019. Do you think I'm off base at all on that? No, I had a really tough time. And when we did this conversation last year, I forget who the quarterback was, but I was like, I can't believe I I forgot that guy, whoever it was. Well, no, year, we, so we, I, we did a draft last year. Remember, we did like what it was Yeah, it's somebody that we passed on. And we kept passing mm-hmm. on. And he kept dropping. Well, was like, oh, yeah, it was Matthew Stafford. But it turns out we were right. <laughs> <laughs> but so what I did is I kind of wrote guys who just missed out on my top 10. Me, too. That's Stafford is one of them. Uh Cam Newton is one of them. Jared Goff coming off a Super Bowl is one of them. Baker Mayfield, 29 touchdowns, is rookie year off that list. So I think you are spot on. I think some of it has to do – I think the position is easier to play than it's ever been, and that should not – like I don't want to sound like the old guy who's bitter or anything – I just think it's fact. Like, you don't get hit as much. The rules, you know, are are designed to protect the passing game. Schemes are better than they have, uh, have been before. The weapons that you work with are better than you have before. And guys are taking advantage of it. So I'm not knocking them. But I think it is a golden age of quarterbacks, if you want to call it that. No, I think
0: that's a, that's a great line. I've used that recently. Um, some of the guys that, that didn't make my list as well, uh, golf, Sean McVay, the presence of Sean McVay almost got him on there. But I feel like if you, if you did like a, like a, a war level baseball like substitution, you know, like replacement of above value, you could get a similar production. Although I think golf is is a little bit underrated at this point. Uh You know, Cam Newton didn't make my list either because I just think you can't trust his shoulder right now. You know who didn't? Who else didn't make my yep. list? Drew Brees. What the, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it, but Drew Brees didn't make my list of the top 10 quarterbacks I want for 2019. What I saw down the stretch has me very concerned about his age. And I think that the Saints could end up being a, a, a heavy running team. Um, and I actually left Matt Ryan off. Which I'm a little which I'm a little worried about. I don't know if I should have done that
1: or not. <laughs> all right. I'm more upset about your Drew Brees thing, which we'll have to dive into that when I get to him, which is gonna be a while. We're gonna to have to wait for Ooh. that. Uh all right, so how do you want me to go? Do you want me to start off? Yeah, you've you start off and we're gonna go we're gonna work backwards up up to the top. Um, you know, it's
0: possible that the well, we'll see it's possible that the top player in the quarterback position is not as um is not as uh, revealing as as maybe other uh, other positions but let's get your 10 9
1: and 8 your 10th quarterback you want for this year your 9th and then your 8th all right so my 10th quarterback and it's funny because a lot of the ones in my top 10 age is becoming a factor yep but since we're going for one year, I'm going to go ahead and say, all right, I feel comf- confident that I'm going to get another year out of production of these guys. So number 10 for me is Philip Rivers, mm. the gunslinger out there. His play has not dropped off at all. He's 37 years old. Uh, their team last year put up a really solid season, 12 and four. His numbers haven't regressed one bit whatsoever. And you see him from a competitive standpoint. Like the dude is still out there tr- t- uh, talking trash. He's still out there influencing younger players on that team. So I have Philip Rivers coming in at number ten on my list.
0: I have uh, I went younger, and I, I I don't like your ranking of Philip Rivers. But everybody, you could have predicted. that. By the way, uh, you you'll like this. The, uh, the state of North Carolina, I think you'll like this. The state of North Carolina, we're recording, just for the record, we recorded, uh, this podcast on Thursday, June 27th. So, um, if, if something crazy happens, like, uh, I don't know, Kirk Cousins, uh, is abducted by, uh, by like a, uh, an elephant stake or something like that. We'll, uh, I'll, I'll do, a, I'll do an emergency podcast. We'll get that separately, but Danny and I are talking ahead of time because it's a holiday week. Um, on Thursday, June 27th, the state of North Carolina, governor um, uh, whatever his name is, Roy Cooper maybe, he signed into law the freedom to sell alcohol at stadiums in the state of North Carolina. So NC state uh and I suggested the Philip Rivers Endless uh Rivers the the Philip Endless Rivers Colch uh could be a nice little beer that you could sell at, at Carter Finley Stadium. Are you pro yes. or pro or anti uh beer sales in college football stadiums?
1: I'm pff- I mean, I've kind of – as I get older, I've gotten more loose, which I think is the opposite <laughs> of the way you're supposed to picture things happening. Uh, and maybe if you follow me on Twitter, you're like, hey, wait a second. I thought I was supposed to be the old man on every issue that's out there. But on things like this, I'm like, you know what? They're drinking anyway. They're smuggling in stuff with flasks or bags or whatever they're doing. Let's just – let's just put it above board. Now I am not a fan of what's going on in Georgia where you saw them. They're charging. Like you have to buy a license for 15 or 20 mm. grand to buy the license, to have the liquor in your box or to be able to drink in a stadium. That to me is absurd. They're just, that's when you're taking advantage of people just trying to get some more money. So I'm not a fan of that, yeah. but overall, yes, I am pro pro alcohol at uh, football games and pre-
0: sure. pretty excited to uh, our friends at new Belgium have released. And I have some, I have a, I don't, well, I can't allow to say I have it, but um, they're, they're, they're <laughs> We're doing a, uh, a, an NC State beer. It's called Old Tuffy and it's got like the strutting wolf, uh, on, on the front of it. It'll be for sale, uh, hopefully in the stadiums. Um, but, but I meant to make a joke at the top of this. I was going to say, we're going to do Danny's top five, uh, medical marijuana strains. As, <laughs> yeah, as, that for sure. Yeah.
1: We, we'll save that for the end of the pod.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Um, the, the, anyway, uh, yeah, number 10 for me. I'm going younger. Again, I left off Matt Ryan. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, and Breeze, I'm feeling a little dangerous about this, but, uh, number 10, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. And I think I mentioned this on a pod, uh, last week, but I think that he is maybe the best value for the MVP race out there with the odds that were released by the Westgate. He's 60 to one. The offensive line really concerns me. Uh, he holds the ball too long, but I think what we've seen from Deshaun Watson, Danny, not just in the course of, you know his his years in the NFL. His two years in the NFL. Uh, you know, he battled an ACL but came back very nicely from it. I think we'll see a bounce. You know, to a year and a half bounce from that when he comes back in 2019. But I mean, also the way he played in college. I mean, he has a long history of playing really well, and I think he's a guy if they can protect him and keep him from taking too many shots and friggin' stop running him in the red zone i mean what are you doing uh then then i think he's a guy who could take a major leap in 2019 so a little bit of a projection here as i take a younger guy and deshaun watson over maybe some of the older guys like drew breeze
1: i name? love it he so so deshaun watson is my number nine oh, quarter perfect i love it from that standpoint you talk about room for growth i wonder where it comes from and i think the really area it does is giving him health for you know like where he doesn't have to ride a bus to games you know, yeah, where he's yeah. okay to fly with the team and you figure all right it's got to be bad they fired their gm you know what a month ago now that we're looking at a brian gain there obviously is some dysfunction there but you, they have to be better offensive line wise than they were last year because it was probably one of the worst offensive lines in the nfl do you remember when dabbo sweeney and he took a lot of heat for saying it but he said i think he can be the michael jordan of the nfl yep Yes, that's, and you, do, that was, that was kind of unfair for Dabo to say that about Deshaun Watson, but he does have a star quality about him that he does succeed at every level where he ever he's played and winning games matters. This team was good last year despite the slow start, despite him missing games. He's got incredible talent around him. One of the best wide receivers, uh, in DeAndre Hopkins. I think you know, the, the the like he completed 68% of his passes which is insane yeah. for a guy at his age and his mobility like that's the other kind of dynamic i was looking at i had a mix of young and old and a mix of styles because you know philip rivers ultimate pocket passer i'm going to have some more pocket passers but the game is evolving to where you do have to be able to run and make plays with your legs and Deshaun watson can do it all
0: yeah no doubt about it i i think one of the one of the concerns Sacked a, a league leading sixty-two times last year. That yeah. cannot happen again. Um but he I mean, remember he went three and three. Playing six games as a rookie, he came in after Bill O'Brien for whatever reason decided to start Tom Savage. Uh, He stepped into the (laughs) starting. Say it out loud; it makes no sense. He he comes in as a rookie. He was electrifying as a rookie. He went toe to toe with Russell Wilson in Seattle, toe to toe with Tom Brady in New England, and then he tears his ACL in practice. He was he was on he was going to win the Rookie of the Year in in 2017 until he got hurt. And again, he tore his ACL. He comes back, and then in 2018, like you said, completes 68 percent of his passes, four thousand passing yards, twenty six touchdowns, nine picks. I I think there, again, so much room for growth, and and it's it's easy to put in there. Um, I'm also feeling dangerous about my number nine pick, Baker, Ah. Mayfield, who I am all aboard the Baker Mayfield wagon. I said that he, if I was starting a team and I had to pick a quarterback for the next 10 years, he's my number two behind Patrick Mahomes. Uh, broke the Peyton Manning-Russell Wilson uh, rookie touchdown record last year with 27. Did throw 14 interceptions. Completed almost 64% of his passes. It's It's really hard to judge his season because he went from having Hugh Jackson to having Freddie Kitchens and... I am worried about the offensive line in, in, in Cleveland. I am worried about the hype in Cleveland. I am worried about the whole, they do Johnson if, you know, get on board or get off, get off, get on the train or get off. I, there's some concerns here, but I love Baker Mayfield so much and I'm so enchanted with his talent and his, for lack of a better middle-aged white guy phrase, swagger, uh, that, that I, that I'm, I'm pegging
1: Baker, uh, as my number nine. I love that you have him on your list. Here's why I didn't have him on mine. And like we were just talking about Sean Watson, he seems like he's got that presence about him. He's your pro. Dabo raves about him and everybody raves about Baker. I am, I have no problem with Baker's doing. I think his on the field progression is perfectly on pace, above pace. Like, and I loved him as the number one overall pick. I was like, Hey, I love the Silver Browns taking a swing at defense where I don't love is exactly what you hit on and it gives me greater concern because there is nothing that will humble you quicker than the nfl just mm. the grind of the nfl i didn't love him mixing it up with hugh jackson and you know popping off after he left <laughs> and continuing that even though he's right you know, a lot of stuff he's done he might be right the duke johnson thing yes if he doesn't want to be with us and this was self-inflicted all those things are right but he's got to grow up in a hurry. And I, you know, it's funny because I did a thing on HQ. I was like, I just have a warning for Baker Mayfield. And it was just like, just tone it down a notch. I don't know if he knows how, I mean, he hasn't ever shown the propensity to do that. He's always talked a lot of trash. He's always backed it up, but at some point it will catch up for you. There is a karma that exists, the football gods, whatever, whatever you want to call them that are very real and for me, that's my one hesitation. And this team, I loved it. When they made the Odell Beckham trade, I was like, Hey, I am all in Super Bowl or bust. The more that the, the people have hopped on that bandwagon and the hype has grown, the more nervous I am about mm-hmm. that. And that's one of the big reasons I am not having Baker Mayfield. I gotta see how this thing unfolds after a bad game, after Odell, you know, gets one catch for 12 yards and Jarvis Landry goes off for 150 and they lose or what, you know, like, What happens with all these personalities and a first year head coach who I like? I think he's going to be give us a lot of sound bites, but I'm just, there's a lot of things that give me pause about this Browns team. So for that reason, I'm keeping Baker Mayfield off.
0: I I think there's a, by the way, speaking of sound bites, whatever you, what you just said about Baker, I can see our social media team salivating to put that on Instagram. So be, be aware of that next week when your mentions start blowing up. I'm getting slaughtered by Bills fans for, for not including Josh Allen on their uh, top five building a dynasty. Anyway, I, I think one of the concerns too I have with Baker Mayfield, we make that Russell Wilson comp, right? Russell goes 11 and five as a rookie, uh, you know, ties Peyton Manning's touchdown record. Well, he came back next year in 2013 and won a Super Bowl, but he did it with a team that was based on a great defense, it was like one of the best defenses of the last 20 years, um, an incredible running game with Marshawn Lynch and him not having to throw, he had to throw 407 times, you know, not that much. And I don't think that Baker is going to be able to do that. And I do, I mean, through 486 last year alone, I, I, do worry a little bit about the head coach position and, and the height to me is why I'm taking the Browns under. Uh, but I just couldn't get away from Baker, although I, I fully expect in 12 months to feel like an a-hole for leaving Baker off or putting Baker on and leaving Matt Ryan off. Who do you have at, uh, number eight? Funny
1: you mentioned that name because at number eight, I have Matt Ryan. I we, still We think- didn't, by the way, we didn't we, didn't, we didn't, we haven't seen each other's list, so this is just like confused, unbelievable segues. I love how this is working out. So Matt Ryan, I do feel he is probably one of the most underrated franchise quarterbacks in the NFL. I think sometimes, yes, we know he has the MVP. I mean, he had a Super Bowl within his grasp, 28-3. to And, of course, we all know the history. Patriots come back and snatch that from him. But consider how many offensive coordinators he's been through. Consider some of the unrest that's gone around him on that team defensively, injury-wise. They've had a lot to overcome. All he's done is step up and deliver very consistent numbers throughout his, uh, throughout his tenure. So I don't see anything dropping off. In fact, I see a quarterback who's right in the dead center of his prime and I think he's poised to have another big year in a division which I think it's pretty, it's pretty wide open in there. Yes, the Saints, you know, are the team that's going to be the favorite, but I also think that you could see the Falcons make a run in this division and make a deep playoff run. So I actually like Matt Ryan. I think eight is a good number for him. If you told me you had him at like right off at 11, I wouldn't have too much of a problem with that, but I do think he's firmly in the top 10.
0: I have him uh, at 11 and I wrote Matt Ryan exclamation point. What a jerk I am. Uh, his, his, (laughs) I mean, sure, like his season last year is, it's not identical, but it's really close to his 2016 MVP season. They just went 7-9 because they had no defense. Uh, at 8, I have Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. I did this just for Debo, producer of this podcast. Uh, I do think, though, that Wentz um, is a guy who – I talked to Zach Ertz on, on the on the show a few weeks ago, and he said that Wentz, and this is before Wentz signed his deal, is going to have a chip on his shoulder mainly because uh, of Nick Foles and how people sort of, people sort of talk about Foles in Philadelphia and how people you know, thought about you know, do we should we pay Carson Wentz? Um, and, and I think that you know a year and a half removed, again like Deshaun Watson from that ACL tear, we're going to get more of a 2017 Carson Wentz, a guy who is motivated to go out there and prove that he is an elite quarterback, and I, I think he puts up an MVP caliber season I wouldn't bet on him cuz he's like 12 to 1 to win the award but I think um I think his season were 60 69.6 complete uh, completion percentage 3000 yards 21 touchdowns in just 11 games last year they went 5 and 6 in those games he 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 quarterback so sort of flew under the radar I think he could step up and have a, a big time season
1: All right, I left Carson Wentz just on the outside of my list. You mentioned the chip on his shoulder. I hope it's not too big because he might separate it. My man (laughs) has to stay healthy. We have not seen him do that, whether it was at North Dakota State, throughout his tenure with the Eagles. It is a very concerning thing for me. Yes, I know he was on uh, on pace to have an MVP season when they went on and won it with Nick Foles. Yes, I've seen the incredible plays that he makes off the cuff. He has all the skill set that you want in a franchise quarterback, but one of those things and I think we often overlook this in the draft process and the evaluation process Is you have to be durable. You have to be able to withstand the pounding that you're going to take, especially if you're going to run around and make the plays that he makes. So that's, that's my one concern for him. I could easily see him vaulting into a top three quarterback next year after this season, but for me, I have to see it. All right. I'm going to go to my seven quarterback and I, this is a guy who is, you know, talk about comeback seasons, whether you like him or not, Ben Roethlisberger has been performing at an elite level top five throughout his entire career i do think there's some uncertainty going on around him what does he do without antonio brown what does he do without Le'Veon bell but i think juju smith schuster is not a bad fallback option for him as a weapon james washington on the outside who he threw under the bus one of many guys I think Ben Roethlisberger is primed, and you mentioned the uh, MVP long shots. Mm. I think Ben is at twenty-five to one, if I recall correctly. You are correct. I think that is worth a shot at taking Ben Roethlisberger because I do think this team, without distractions for the first time, it seems like forever. Might actually be the team to bet in this division where everybody loves the Browns. So I'm going to take Ben Roethlisberger at number seven.
0: I love Ben Roethlisberger. I told people a few months ago to get him at fifty to one for MVP. He was offshore. Uh, I, some people have told me that, that listen to the show that they got him at fifty to one. That's the best bet in football. I, I love it. I took. I, I will take it at twenty five. I will be taking it twenty five to one if it stays there when I'm out in Vegas. Uh, I have Tom Brady at seven, and that's really low for Tom Brady. I, I I could not leave Tom Brady off because he's Tom freaking Brady. Um, I do think that the Patriots are aware that age is a factor, and as I said, um, I can't remember if I said it on this podcast or on the radio, but I think they're going to play a game called Ferrari in the Garage, and they are going to try and limit Tom Brady's throws. They're going to try and limit what he does, keep him fresh. Um, so he doesn't have sort of that late November, early December swoon that he's had the last couple of years and get make sure that he can do in the playoffs what he did in the playoffs last year. They're going to run the ball a ton, but I just can't imagine a world where I don't have Tom Brady on there. I, I would assume that you think seven is obnoxiously low uh for Tom Brady, but but feel free to move on to your six. Then we can talk about it when you list it. I'll
1: save my Brady response for when I have him <laughs> yeah, on my ex- list. Exactly. I have to wait some, some time to do that. All right, number six for me, and this might be a little bit low to him because, I again, Sort of like Matt Ryan, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves, although he did financially this offseason, was one Russell Wilson. Mm. Russell Wilson, quietly, he did not have the yardage total that we've seen out there in other years, but touchdown total, he had that one, what was he, third in the NFL, I believe, yep. Uh with touchdown passes at thirty. 30- Five, he was tied with Matt Ryan for third in the NFL in touchdown passes. Didn't quite have the yards because it was 3,400, which I actually think is the smarter play for the Seahawks. Build the running game, get back, use a more efficient Russell Wilson where you don't have to have him you know, accounting for 90% of the offense or whatever some of the insane numbers that were going up in years past. And I think he's a guy, you talk about consistency, always delivers, always has his team in the hunt, and always is durable. Like he's always going to withstand some of the hits that he has to take. I think, I think Russell Wilson is, might, might be one of those players. Again, I don't know his MVP odds, but I could see him as a longer shot guy that you might want to take a swing at.
0: He's 25 to one offshore. And then when the Westgate released it, he was 14 to one, which is a lot closer to reality in my mind. I agree with you. I, I'm not going to be mentioning Russell's name for quite a bit here. Uh, I have Andrew Luck at number six. I love Andrew Luck. I think he, you know, Thrilled that he came back and and was able to play at the high level that he played at. I am worried a little bit about you know the health of his shoulder. I still think it lingers a little bit. That again, that's why Cam Newton was off the list. We saw what happened. He threw the ball 639 times last year. That's a lot, and he just looked gassed by the time they got to the playoffs um, against the uh, against the Chiefs. Zach Kiefer on this podcast said that he believes Frank Wright is going to run the ball a ton, a lot, a little bit like Brady. Um, you know, I think they they will try and feature Marlon Mack. I think Luck will uh, again be great. And it's him at six for me, and Tom Brady at seven is not so much a uh, I don't trust him. It's just a recognition of how deep uh, the quarterbacks are. Who do you have? Uh, actually, I want to tell you what we're going to take a very quick break. Then we'll come back and rip through our top five. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. Okay, Danny, uh, who do you have uh, at number five on your top quarterback list?
1: All right, so you had him at six. I have him at five. Perfect transition again uh, right Uh coming off right there. I have Andrew Luck at five for me. You talked about the resurgent year he had, finally being healthy. Of note, he only uh was sacked, what was it, 16 times, I believe? It was lowest in the NFL. Yeah, 18, but, yeah, incredibly low. 18 yeah. sacks that were given up. They obviously did that when they drafted for the offensive line, which, hello, finally they gave Andrew Luck the protection that he needed, finally letting him live up to that, hey, this is the greatest quarterback since John Elway coming out when he was coming out of Stanford. Stanford. But when he is healthy, I think he's got the ability. I think he evolved, too, as a passer where he realized, I don't have to be the hero every single time. He learned how to hit a check down. I thought Frank Reich was really critical to his success and development there in that area specifically and designing plays that were designed to get him in good situations. So I think he's primed again to have another monster year. Thirty nine touchdowns. You realize he was he should have been in the MVP discussion. Oh, yeah. Of course. Patrick Mahomes demolished a lot of people from that discussion, but Andrew Luck had an MVP-type season last year that went relatively unnoticed because of what Drew Brees and uh, Patrick Mahomes were doing. I think the Colts would love it if Andrew Luck
0: had worse stats this year but was more involved in the MVP conversation. It means that they were able to run the ball effectively and play great defense. At number five for me, I have a guy that you mentioned earlier, and uh, I probably should have turned off the video component of this podcast on my end because I might get called a homer. Philip Rivers at number five for me. I have a Philip Rivers doll over my over my right shoulder there. Uh. The guy's just been incredibly consistent and it doesn't matter if you're changing up his coordinators. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're changing up his cities. Uh, doesn't matter if you're changing up the weapons he gets to throw to. Doesn't matter if you're changing up the offensive line. You know, 68% completion percentage last year, 4,300 yards, 32 touchdowns, 12 and four for the Chargers. I have a bet in already on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl at 16 to one. I am back on the Chargers bandwagon after a, a year hiatus. And I think Philip Rivers, I, I know he's going to be 38. I mean, I don't feel fresh at 38. I just turned 38. I don't feel very fresh. But I think Phillip Rivers does. He's still having kids. The, guy, the guy's unstoppable. So, you know, I, I, 8, 8.5 yards per attempt last year. And I think this is maybe – Tom Telesco doesn't get enough credit for the job he's done in Los Angeles, in San Diego. They have built a dominant defense, and they have built a really well-rounded offense, just a well-rounded roster in general. And so I think the Chargers – I think Rivers, is at, if you can get him at 25 to 1, is a pretty good MVP value too.
1: All right, I, I I like that play. I had him a little bit lower. I was going to ask you if you want to win a Super Bowl or you just want to make a deep run in the playoffs, but obviously just a, want short, to a short a <laughs> short run a short run in the playoffs, right, right? All of us probably should have taken some of the older quarterbacks because I do feel it is a real thing that there is something as a legacy award. That's why my number four is Drew Brees. You had Ooh. him much lower. Do you you left him off. He's he's twelve for me. I have. Regis. That's a such do you realize he completed 74% of his that's not a typo. That is not me misspeaking. 74% of his passes last year an entire NFL season. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. When I was on the Denver Broncos, it was myself, Jake Plummer, Bradley Van Pelt, Matt Mock. We were the four quarterbacks. Matt Mock Yes, they charted every single one of our passes in the offseason for 7-on-7. I don't think any (laughs) one of us, Jake Palmer included, completed 74% of our passes in 7-on-7. That is no tackling. That is no offensive or defensive line. That is, you should be excelling. And we were, but none of us completed 74% of our passes. That is insane accuracy. Here's
0: Uh, here's my concern with Drew Brees. And this is is it. This is it. It is the month of... The end of the final four games he played, he didn't play week 17. Um, he completed 69% of his passes. Very nice. Um, yep. But he threw just two hundred. He averages two hundred fourteen passing yards per game, three touchdowns and three interceptions. And Danny, I thought he looked mortal in the playoffs. Maybe there's something wrong with his shoulder. Maybe there's something wrong with with an injury. He is older. I just feel like Drew Brees, and I think Drew Brees is underrated in the pantheon of quarterbacks. But I feel like Brees is the guy that no one is talking about who might fall off a cliff because of age. We always talk about Eli already fell. Uh, You know, we always talk about Rivers might do it, Roethlisberger might do it, Brady might do it. We never mention that Brees might just fall off a cliff I think he's in great shape I think he does a, a good job with his body it keeps him healthy i think you know he's clearly playing in, you know into, into an extended age 39 here I just feel like this the warning signs at the end of last year with his injury history had me a little spooked
1: and I think those are totally fair. Cause I, you were talking about shoulder issues, arm issues, something he's had obviously, uh, worked on extensively throughout his career. And it didn't phase him throughout this second portion when he's had this resurgence in New Orleans, but that would be a concern. But I, body type wise, I would say Ben Rothersberger is going to hit the wall yeah, fast. Yeah, he's right. the one that's not like TB12 for Tom Brady, Drew Brees is one who's really worried about his diet, everything, nutrition. Ben Rothersberger is the guy that's just going to flat he's, out just he's, let it go. Yeah, yeah. TB12 TB
0: and Ben Rothersberger's PBR is like, is yeah, Diet. Uh no, I, I agree with you, but I gotta point out that uh since we're talking about Ben, my number four, I don't know if you gave your number four. You Breeze is your number four, right? This is my four. Who's your four? Ben Roethlisberger is my number four. And, um, you mentioned 25 to one is a great, great value for MVP. I agree wholeheartedly. He is my early season, early off season pick for, or I guess late off season pick for MVP. Here's why. Last year, uh, led the league in passing yards, passing completions and passing attempts. Uh, also led the league in interceptions. That's fine. I think they're going to chunk it all over the pace. And I believe that when you talk about the MVP, more importantly than maybe even stats, is the narrative surrounding it. Ben Roethlisberger has never been involved in the MVP vote, never really been considered for it on the fringe at best, and now you're taking away Le'Veon Bell. He wasn't there last year, but you're taking him off the roster. You're taking away Antonio Brown as top weapon, and I think Ben is going to come out with this ultra- Large chip on his shoulder to try and prove how it wasn't Antonio Brown, it wasn't Le'Veon Bell. This is Ben's team. He's been Instagramming and twittering like, "Oh, we're we're leaders. Look how much. Like, look at all the leadership we're doing up here in this log cabin with all our teammates who love each other." Basically, just throwing it in Antonio Brown's face. He's gonna want to prove them wrong. All the hype is going to Cleveland and and Lamar Jackson and maybe not Cincinnati, but no one is talking about the Steelers. And I think they're an under the radar Super Bowl pick. I think he's. He's an under-the-radar MVP pick, and uh, I, I, for
1: that very reason, that's why I have him at four. It is a pure vendetta play at number four. And I hope – one thing I hope for Ben Rothsberger, and it feels like he's doing this already, is I hope he's self-aware enough to realize that some of the criticisms criticisms of him are valid. Yes. Like I hope he takes it to heart. And it feels like he has – you know, I, I, I wish he would stop doing his radio show because I don't yes. think anything good becomes of it. He's actually gone back to his roots and said, hey, come to my place in Lake Oconee. Let's work out. And if he just – like when, when their GM says, hey, it's 52 guys – 52 kids and Ben – That should be such a red flag. You need to be one of the guys. that You need to be one that your offensive linemen love, and they want to block, and your guys want to play for you. And I think he got caught up in being Ben Roethlisberger, top five quarterback of all time. Just be one of the guys, and I think you're totally on. He could have an absolutely incredible year and contend for that MVP title. All right, speaking of chips on their shoulder, Mm. speaking of a guy who needs to do a little bit of self-evaluation, self-reflection as well. I think we're the same guy. My number three quarterback is Aaron yep. Rodgers and I'm a little bit concerned. Some of the conversation coming out with Matt LaFleur and him, is you going to let him call plays as you know, you're already seeing some of the ego creep in, but you just can't deny the innate ability to naturally excel at the quarterback position that Aaron Rodgers has and to make it look effortless there has never been a quarterback that doesn't look as affected in the pocket in the eye of the hurricane and never loses his composure and yet you always feel no matter how much time is left on the clock it could be 10 seconds and you could say you know what he's going to find a way to get us some field goal range he's going to find a way to complete a hail mary whatever it is aaron Rodgers has just found a way and it does feel like you could see a quarterback who could have that massive chip on his shoulder, which I do think he's carried all the way from Cal when he dropped in the first round, That that kind of makes a comeback, and you see Aaron Rodgers tear things up in Green Bay.
0: I couldn't agree more. Who's Who's fed off? Uh, of being snubbed more in his life than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, even like the late, uh, playoff runs in, in 2015 and 2016, right? When, when it was like, relax, you know, like, all right, like you guys are counting us out. F you. I'm going to go nuclear, set this league on fire and, and, and we're going to get to the playoffs. And I, I just, I, I, do worry. I'm with you 100%. I worry so much about, um, how that offense will look if he can't let Aaron Rodgers be Aaron. But I think that what we're going to see, Danny, and, and you could, you could speak to this better than I can but the changes we saw in coaching staffs with both Ben Roethlisberger, when Bruce Arians departed and Todd Haley came in and that wasn't supposed to work right they were supposed to hate each other and eventually it blew up uh, but also with Philip Rivers and Ken Wizenhunt, and maybe people don't like Ken Wisenhunt, but it worked getting rid of North Turner sort of shocking the shocking your cult, like shocking you as a as a quarterback an established quarterback and and changing the culture and making you think and work harder in the off season and really like you said get back to your roots i think Rodgers well i think in a different situation this could backfire for the packers but because rodgers is so dead set on proving that it was mike mccarthy and the old ways that that made him not great i think he will come out and and have a, an mvp caliber year
1: uh totally agree all right for my number 2 i have the goat it is tom brady coming at number 2 he's one of those ones where you know, last year I fell victim to this, and I promised myself as long <laughs> as Brady and Belichick were on the sideline, I wasn't going to overlook them. And last year December, I'm like, oh, they look like they can be beat this year. Mm-hmm. I am not doing it again. I know you don't have Gronk anymore. I know you're like, who is he going to throw to? I know, you know, it just looks like at the end is coming. I am not doubting Tom Brady again. The only thing, you know, if you have the conversation MVP wise. I don't think he's going to be there statistically. Obviously is I, and again, like you said earlier why you had him lower, totally agree on some of those points. I don't think they need him to throw for a lot of yards. They don't aren't going to ask him to do that. Totally agree with that philosophy. It is just and playing in the AFC East, they can coast and they can look around and say, "Ha, oh, look at the Jets trying to figure things out. Look at Josh Allen still in his second year, the Dolphins, who knows what's going to be there. They can afford to do that." And I think that's why the probably statistical argument you have going in your favor, but I still think Tom Brady has to be a guy that has to be at the top of this list.
0: Yeah, I'm probably an idiot for keeping Dell low. And even, you know, I like, I'm like, oh, his stats weren't that great last year. I mean, he did, he did throw it for 43, 55, 29 yeah. touchdowns and like threw it 570 times. I, I think, I just think that they are going to do that. They're like, we are, we don't have Gronk. We're not going to be the 2007 Patriots. They they saw in the playoffs last year, they saw the formula, which is – and they've used it forever, but, like, they saw how they can do it and continue it even in Brady's advanced age. All you have to do is get that home field advantage, get that first-round by, and then worst-case scenario, somebody like Kansas City or L.A. or Pittsburgh goes nuclear. You go on the road one time, you tip their cap for being really good, and then you go beat them on the road and, and and you take down somebody in the Super Bowl. um So I, I don't mind it at number two. I actually have Russell Wilson at number two. um. It's kind of insane, but I just think what he brings to the table, and I understand that his offensive production is maybe not – it will be even less than Tom Brady's because they're going to run the ball so much. I just think that every year – year in and year out, he's so consistent. He's never missed a game since he was, uh, since he was drafted in, in 2012, um, in the third round and the Seahawks plugged him in over, over free agent signing Matt Flynn. He's, he's been extremely consistent with his accuracy. Lowest in his career is 63, 61.3 two years ago. They revamped the offense. They're going to be heavy play action. He's going to have to do it without Doug Baldwin, which is going to vault him into the MVP consideration. And for me, Russell Wilson has been maybe more than anybody, just so consistent in what he does down the field, the best deep ball thrower in the league, I think. And I'm taking him at number two because I think when you have Russell Wilson under center, you are going to take chicken s and turn it into chicken salad and get to the playoffs. And so I got Russell at number two. Am I insane for that? By the way, we obviously have the same number one.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think you're insane at all. I like Russell Wilson a lot. I think statistically it could be a challenge, but I could absolutely see a scenario unfolding where all of a sudden the Rams drop off a little bit, the Seahawks win the division, they mm. go on a run, and then we're sitting here talking about Russell Wilson, what an incredible player he is, and he's making that uh, case. For me, it was Patrick Mahomes. The only hesitation I have with Patrick Mahomes is it's very rarely been done back-to-back MVPs. You had Peyton Manning has done it twice. You had Brett Favre has done it. Uh, you, you know, you're talking about greatest of all time, but that's the reverence I have for Patrick Mahomes. I do think Patrick Mahomes is this era's Dan Marino. Dan mm. Marino changed the landscape when he went through 48 touchdowns and everybody's like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And he maintained that level. And I would even say that Patrick Mahomes does get that Super Bowl at some point in his career. But I don't think it was an aberration. I don't think it was one of these quarterbacks where you could say, well, let's give the defensive coordinators an offseason to break him down. It is not that. This is not a one-trick pony. His arm strength should terrify you. His knowledge of the offense should terrify you. And the guy that's calling plays for him in and Andy Reid should terrify you. For all those reasons, I think Patrick Mahomes, you told me, give me one year, give me 10 years, whatever number it is, I would say give me Patrick Mahomes and let me ride with him.
0: Yeah, passing on Mahomes is is a fool, fool's errand. And when you talk about Marino, right, Uh 84, he burst onto the scene with that 5,000 passing yard season, which is one of the all-time great seasons to do it in 84. He – "Quote unquote fell off uh, in in two thousand eighty five with just forty four 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 thousand one hundred thirty seven yards and thirty touchdowns, both of which led the league. Which I think is what Mahomes could end up doing. He could throw it for like forty five hundred yards and forty touchdowns, and it would be a drop off, and he might not win MVP, but it would still be a monster season. And the Chiefs are going to ride or die on Patrick Mahomes' arm. Uh, it's a no brainer for me." and you all right you got to get out of here you got stuff to do uh, you can watch Canel and bell every morning on cbs sports hq it is uh it starts early what time what time does it starts uh That's live 9am live on cbs sports hq you guys get remote you do great stuff you and raja always have entertaining uh entertaining conversations love checking it out and of course watch uh danny on cbs sports hq basically like 24/7 they're working you to the bone you should get out and play some golf man
1: I'm going to try, man. I'm going to get out there. Stay off those scooters, all right? (laughs) All right, buddy. So fun.